0: Today, we'll learn the secret behind what works in building a private label business from someone who's been doing it over 10 years. We'll also learn what Amazon business model provides the most freedom and lifestyle choices. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Serious Sellers podcast by Helium 10. I'm your host, Bradley Sutton, and this is the show that is a completely unscripted and unrehearsed organic conversation about serious strategies for serious sellers of any level in the e-commerce world. I have another in-studio guest from here locally in San Diego, Christina. Christina, how's it going? Welcome,
1: Everything good. Thank you so much for inviting me over here, and I'm happy to be here.
0: What do you think of that drive I have to do every day from San Diego to <laughs> the office here?
1: I thought it going to be like 35, 40 minutes, but it was actually like one hour, 20 minutes. Yeah,
0: it's kind of, it's kind of far. That shows you how much I love working here at Helium 10, right?
1: Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> All
0: right, but enough about me. Let's talk a little bit about you. I know very little. I know you are currently selling on Amazon. That's what I met you at the uh, Helium 10 social event. So I'm assuming you're a Helium 10 user and that's how you found out about the social. And then now, you know, we met. I'm like, hey, I'd love to hear your story because I love I love uh, highlighting true life stories. You know, a, a lot of people, we like hearing the stories of you know, eight figure sellers, nine figure sellers. That's great. We can learn a lot. But for most of us, I think we can relate to somebody who just you know, kind of started from zero and amazon and it's well on their journey so take us back first of all you were born in where where were belarus. you born? in belarus okay so then when did you come to the u.s
1: i came uh, to us 12 years ago after i graduated university and i got uh, the work visa to work for carnival and cruises? yeah carnival oh, cruises okay. so uh i came over here i worked uh, for carnival cruises and um and then I started to work for some medical supply store as a data entry specialist. And for that company, I set up the first um, first time they started to sell online and uh, I set up uh, the Amazon store online. And it was what, y- what year
0: are we uh, talking about now?
1: Uh, we're talking about 11 years
0: ago. Wow. So, the, I mean, that, that's, that yes. was when the beginning of Amazon.
1: Yeah, was. it was just the beginning. As like uh, I remember that very first meeting um, that Amazon did uh, in Seattle. And uh, yeah, the FBA just started. But look at, looking at the perspective from the seller side, if you tell telling right now, oh, I'm selling on Amazon, everybody's like, yeah, that's so cool. Tell me about it, how it is. 10 years ago, it was everybody. Oh, that girl, she sells some stuff on eBay. Like they didn't even know yeah, Amazon, yeah. eBay. So it was like, yeah, not serious, nothing professional.
0: Okay. So was this here in California? Or here,
1: yes. San okay. Diego, California.
0: Okay. So then you started selling the products on Amazon. Were they also selling like on a website or is just in person at their? Clinic or whatever it was. It
1: was medical supply store, so they basically were billing insurances. So the people were getting products through the insurances, but they had a like, huge stock, and we made move in, and it was amazing. Within like three, four weeks, the revenue was close to seventy thousand uh, dollars. So it was like yeah, for just starting. Seventy
0: thousand dollars a
1: what? Uh, at two weeks. In two weeks. Yeah. Wow.
0: Even, and, and this was more than 10 years ago.
1: More than 10 years ago. Yeah, okay. we've been selling a lot. It was, uh, yeah, I used to work with many vendors, uh, many, uh, like, I from that point, I started to learn the industry, the medical supplies industry, medical products, uh, how are they regulated, uh, what we have here. And then, of course, Amazon changed it. Um, a lot but the concept that the people buy lots of medical supplies uh online they like don't want to go to cvs or mm-hmm. sometimes even my compression stockings are like uh majority insurance it's are they available? they can get them through their insurance but they just find it easier go on amazon and buy a pair of their stockings whatever doctor prescribes on amazon and get it within two days so like or yeah. second day delivery
0: so back then though None of these were your yeah. products. You were working no. for a company or just an employee at a company. And yeah. you're like, hey, let me help you get set up on, on Amazon. So yes. like, how long were you doing that kind of thing?
1: It was for two years. And uh, then I found um, the guy with whom we started a uh, Terramat company. And um, he was uh, much older than me. And he was from San Francisco. So basically Terramat was based in San Diego, but the other partner was in San Francisco. So... It was really hard, but um, you made it working. And this August, I bought out my partner.
0: Also, so... You were doing this for a couple of years, but then you actually started your own yes. business, kind of yeah. separate from that yeah. original Yeah,
1: one. yeah, yeah. Uh, between those, I tried um, retail arbitrage. I tried liquidation. I tried, like, many models. All with Amazon. Uh, all with Amazon, mm-hmm. yeah. But I came to the conclusion that the private label is the only one, and you have to invest your time, money, and all the effort into the private label, and do something that you really like, and you, uh, like enjoy doing
0: yeah so then after i mean i guess we're talking like eight years ago maybe you left the other company yeah okay so then in these last eight years i know you said you you started your own or you you bought out your partner you were doing the arbitrage and different things throughout this whole time or did you have other jobs or for the last eight years it's been all amazon
1: uh, it's been all amazon it's been all amazon i am full-time amazon like eight years ago Eight, nine years ago. Um, TerraMat started eight years ago, but in every um private label model, you need to have the cash flow. So to generate the cash flow, we have I have to look for the other options. So that's why we've been doing wholesale, retail arbitrage, uh some liquidation. But um Yeah.
0: So for those models, like in like maybe the best year, like how much were you generating just in revenue, but using the mixture of the arbitrage liquidation and wholesale
1: So all together
0: mm-hmm.
1: there were some crazy years like um, i remember the best ones coming like looking at that right now it's probably 2015 2016 so that were like there were probably no limitation on um you know, fulfillment fulfillment centers we've been doing lots of um uh really uh, big big things like comforter stuff uh, evening dresses the fluffy ones so it was like um probably around 2.2
0: 2. million
1: yeah okay
0: so for that model though what was your kind of profit margins for because it's usually less in, oh, yes. in arbitrage arbitrage and, and and wholesale overall right
1: Yes. Uh so I did just like make it clear in private label right now in Terramat, we're buying something for let's say five, six dollars, we're selling that for thirty thirty five. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we need to promote, advertise and PPC, like stuff like that. Uh, when you're doing uh, well-known brands, you don't have to spend money on advertising and stuff. But of course, your profit margin is not that big. There is competition and everything. So you can buy um,
0: stuff for $15 and sell it for 30 So yeah. that's
1: normally what okay. it
0: is. So in those days, to run $2 million business in that model, uh-huh. like how many employees did, did it take?
1: It was around three or four full time and around ten part time, but they were like rotating all the time. So. Okay,
0: so that you had like a warehouse or yeah. office or something. Yeah. Nice. And then I used to
1: have a big one. Right now, I don't have the big one because everything goes directly to Amazon. So it's just the stuff that's. Uh, type of our stock or something it's uh, in the warehouse
0: so So throughout all these years though the last eight years you were doing the arbitrage and the wholesale etc but were you also developing a private label brand at the same time
1: yes I was developing I was implementing uh, new techniques and their uh, design like when we talk about my product um, it um, that was long time ago the history of the compression hoiser and the benefit of the compression hoiser was long long time ago it's like Many, many years. Uh, but, um, for them. Recent hundred years, the designs they never been changed. So they basically if you say compression hose, you always look at some type of the granny style, uh brown or beige stockings that are not comfortable, they just don't like it. We develop, like I'm a the female, I developed new concept of that. So it's feminine, it's really fashionable, it looks like yoga pants. You would never say that it's compression hose for the stockings for the guys. I got you some. You can see it's you can see it's uh, the cotton, it's organic cotton Once You would never again say that this is the compression hosiery. So you can wear it to the regular dress socks. And um, yeah, so it was like five products uh, during that time. I personally uh, developed designs. So I had to go to the factory, see the material, see the yarn, see the combination what we add in to make it more elastic, to make it softer to the skin, more opaque. So it wouldn't be as that see-through, see-through Um so yeah that 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 was a long road,
0: yeah, okay, well, that's interesting, so then you were you were using the arbitrage and wholesale model to kind of get cash flow so yeah. you can invest in the private label then did you stop the other things because now you felt comfortable with what your private label was generating or is it because, you know, the other models got kind of more difficult to, to do, you know, like arbitrage. Sometimes people have to do with counterfeit or copyright claims or something or or what made you just go 100% to private label? To,
1: to be honest with you, everybody is asking me that question because it was, and when asking, Yes i yeah people can do that it still brings money of course back 2015 16 it was a different story you could sell everything and uh, the profit margins were much higher than they are now uh but first yes this is the infringement rights uh um then it's uh claims uh counterfeit claims and then uh All in all, it's much more work. Like when you have uh, the machine that's called private label started, it's just getting easier. So the machine is working, you know the process, you're just doing it here, a little bit here, a little bit there, and you're just improving it. While doing um, retail arbitrage, wholesale, um, stuff like that, you always have to work. You're always uh, uh, like on the go. Mm -hmm. And to make your life a little easier to look at your future. We don't need life. We cannot work 12, 14 hours a day. It's just insane. I've been there, I know that. So private label is the ideal model that allows me to live my life, travel, and um, at the same time make money. 'Cause I understand already the process, how it works, what my customers like. I've heard the voices of uh, the people who need my product, what exactly is wrong. So we few times each product went through modernization and through the uh implementing new features, new uh yard was added, like different stuff was uh, we went through with the products, Uh, but I cannot even say they're perfect right now. I look at them Oh, here. We can do this. This could be stronger. We can reinforce um, the toe. We can reinforce uh, this arch or something like.
0: So how how many products have you, I mean, like in the last six years or so that you've been developing the TerraMed brand, like how many different products, not SKUs, because obviously there's different sizes and things like that, but. How many different actual products have you developed? And then how many are you still selling of those?
1: Oh, my God. (laughs) Approximately. So I developed myself. I developed five products. Okay. And they are all like uh, one of the top sellers. Uh, Of course, all organically on the the first two lines, uh, the first five. Probably. Um and are, are you
0: still selling all of those five products or yes. did you discontinue? So you yeah. haven't had to discontinue?
1: Only one product I had to discontinue because because I got like uh someone from China copied it. Like it's carbon copy, and of course I was selling for twenty-eight dollars. They've been selling for twelve. There was no room and ah, no okay. way I could compete with that.
0: So how how did you choose these five products? I know you talked about these compression hosiery here and and it came from a place of like personal knowledge like you yeah. knew as a female maybe what the market was lacking like maybe you know the designs were not very attractive to to women and you 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 thought about hey how would i make this better yes. or more attractive to me and you were able to use that expertise yeah. to to come out with a product and it resonated well was was that kind of the process for the other products or or how how do you come up with ideas about what new product to launch
1: Normally, I get lots of knowledge from their uh, reviews. I tell you honestly, I always read and monitor reviews. What people write, I always monitor the reasons they're returning. So it gives me the idea. Okay, this one's it's this lacks elasticity. This one that. Then I always monitor and read my competitor reviews of all the similar products. You know, and that gives me it gives me the opportunity to say, okay. We need this product. Like we have one leggings. Then all of a sudden, I realized that everybody has just plain leggings. So the leggings for plus size models, for plus size girls, we need uh, to put like the elastic uh, Put more compression in the upper body so the silhouette will be slimmer and it will be defined in body it will look much better and girls like that
0: so maybe you saw like maybe some reviews about some regular yes. ones and people were comp- yeah. plus size women yeah. were complaining about that yeah. So you're like, wait a minute, I can actually yeah. do... Oh, okay. Cool.
1: So we, we, we did this elastic panel and everybody loved it. Also, like some people, they don't really like to wear underwear with those. So we, on some of our products, we have built-in underwear so they can wear it all together. And yeah, there are new features always coming in. You have to be always looking at the market, what's new coming and this and that, comparing, see what you can... Um, change in the current model. Um, yeah, it, it, it's all about the research. So in the private label, yeah, you cannot just create a product and stick to it for the next 10 years. You have to change it a little bit, modify it according to the customer's uh, current current needs.
0: Okay. So now you've got these five main products that, that you're working on or that you're currently selling and approximately how much does that generate for you yearly? Or what are you what are you projected maybe this year in 2019 to sell?
1: Uh, so I did um, last two years, um, we did around 1.5, 1.2. Mm-hmm. It was less, of course, than previous years, but I worked like.
0: But still, five products over $1 million yeah. is generating. Yeah. Wow, that's that's really cool. So when's the last time you launched a new
1: I you keep want. launching uh, new bra- like for me right now uh, nursing bras. It's brand new thing and it's just coming mm-hmm. the nursing bras. And I've been working on it for six months. Honestly, like I kept changing. I went there. Look at those. I went there. Uh, so it was China, Taiwan. I was deciding where we're we gonna do them, what we're we gonna use. If we're gonna use bamboo, if we're gonna use um, silk, if we're gonna use little bit of cashmere, so stuff like that. It, that's difficult to launch a new product in the medical field. It's really difficult. So, uh, six months to- total it took me, and they're launching on August
0: 28th. Okay, so it's, it's about to be launched. Yes, then. it's about to be so launched. So, what is your launch strategy? Like, how, how do you launch? I mean, these are, I'm assuming <laughs> that this is under the same brand, yes. right? So, do you market to your existing customers in any way, or, or how do you launch a new product?
1: <sighs> like everything how, how
0: everybody has a different way so I'm just curious what, there
1: are white yeah, techniques no right black to, techniques yeah. there are like we we all not like we all humans so yeah there are some techniques how to launch new products how to get the first reviews uh, how to
0: uh, what are some white techniques we don't talk about black hat <laughs> things here what I are some know. white techniques of exactly what you said that's an excellent point to start reviews that is the biggest thing that a lot of people are concerned yes. about especially Especially since Amazon is so like, that's one of the reasons why we don't talk too much about black hat. You know, I've had people talk about black hat strategies yes. here, but from the viewpoint of understanding what is happening out there so they can protect themselves. Yeah. But black hat strategies for reviews is very difficult because Amazon is so picky. It, it's too much of a risk. So what, in your opinion, here in 2019 is the best kind of white hat strategies of how you can get initial reviews for a newer product do you do you use the early reviewer program at all yeah of course okay How, how many does that get for you usually (laughs) <laughs> Not many, one, right?
1: One of the products I launched and I did this, they bill at $160, I think, and I got the first review and it was negative. Oh. <laughs> the last one. So like, you paid Shit. money and got the negative review. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, but it happens. It's yeah, okay. Yeah, You know, it's like in the life. Even sometimes you have something bad and then all of a sudden all the good things come. Okay. So it was it was fine. <laughs> it, that's, that, that happens. Um <laughs> White chatbot, it's considered to be great techniques. So that's kind
0: of white. I mean, there's nothing. I mean, as long as you're not incentivizing like, hey, I'm going to give you a free leggings if you leave me a review for my (laughs) nursing bra or or Yeah, so
1: yes. So uh, 2019 is, yes, it's all about uh, the many chat. Um, Then, of course, it's retargeting. Um, Then it's um, doing more... I would say social media and uh, Instagram. Do you have a big
0: social media presence for your brand?
1: Uh, not. We're just working on that. I know how important the videos right now. So it's like we started three or four uh, months ago, actually, doing all the videos together, uh, looking for the right models, that and this. And um, by September 15, September 20, we have like 20 new videos coming.
0: So we all, Where are these, like, are, is this going to be for YouTube or your uh, website? They're
1: going to be for YouTube. They're going to be, uh, they're going to go to the EBC uh, content. They're going mm-hmm. go, uh, to go to main uh, listings, uh, like everywhere. Wherever we can put them, they're going to go. Okay. Yes, and we want them uh, through the influencers, through the Instagram uh Talk about examples. So, you do them, influencer, them. You yes, do influencer marketing. Yes, yes. How do you
0: find? Do you just like search for people who might have a nice following in your niche, in your medical field niche? Or, like, what's your method of? A lot of people have this question like, hey, I know influencer marketing works, but then sometimes I could have somebody, you know, with a million followers and they make a post and I pay them a $1,000 and they don't get me one sale. So, like, what is a way of how somebody should choose? An influencer that can help them really scale their business.
1: So first, you need to realize that uh, if he's real, mm-hmm. uh, check his traffic, check his um, like presence. What else were the products, and probably get some references because they all are expensive. There are no cheap influencers. Like I've never had one. I've never heard about one. So how much was... do you
0: pay? You
1: Normally, should... it starts in 800, 800 and up
0: for like one post. Or... One
1: post, yeah, one post, and they keep it um, probably for two, three weeks, and then they can get your like one uh, in stories, like one day or the other day, so they, they they will give the update to
0: their followers. So let's say let's say, are you able to track what? is coming from that influencer like do you use a special coupon code or
1: yeah normally you, you they're affiliates you you get them with affiliate link okay. and they do that and of course you can see it right away or you can just to get if we're talking about the product launch, you know. okay you can just got a really nice coupon to them yeah. not exaggerating anyhow mm-hmm. but uh, yeah you can see and drive this first sales uh through that thing
0: so what's, um, like, for example, an influencer, you've paid $800, a thousand dollars, like what's one of the best returns on an investment you've gotten? Like you're looking at, okay, let me check how their post did. And you're like, wow, we sold five units or what, what, what do you consider good? Or what has been a good experience?
1: For me, uh, and the point with the new product, uh, like if you, uh, if you need to give away, do the rebate key or whatever. So you better do it with the influencers and do that. And, uh, Some organic cells may come all together with those. So I I prefer those ones. And uh, if we're talking about uh, million and up, normally it's about uh, 30 to 50 sales. Okay. And it, it, it's not bad because, um, you know, people – it, and it's the first day. And then it still – the post stays, so it drives some organic traffic. And um,
0: Okay, so the post stays, so then, you know, maybe two months yeah. and now, somebody still sees it yeah. There might be an order yeah. come yeah. through yeah. every now and then. Okay. All right. And so, still
1: there well, are tags, and still there are the, – like, mm-hmm. they tag the company. So, you know, it, it, it's good. Okay.
0: What is the – most important method for you for, you know, ranking your products on page one? I mean, is it the influencer marketing? Is it using, like you said, a, you know, a rebate key type site or, or or your own chat bot or what is the major factor in in you being able to get to, I mean, cause I believe you said you're on page one for all of your main keywords, for all of your products mm-hmm. so how are you able to do that in other words
1: first i think because they've been eight years eight years six mm-hmm. years or so, so because of your brand then yeah like it has a
0: recognition yeah okay, that's good
1: so it's organic please. but for this
0: new one like well, what's going to be your way to like I'm, I'm assuming you've already even though you haven't launched the product yet you've probably what taken a look at helium 10 to see what's the main keywords right mm-hmm. so you know your target so Are you going to do mainly PPC or are you doing, you know, like a discount promotion for the keyword using two step URL or what is going to be your launch? It's just
1: PPC. I already calculated. So to get the first sale is going to cost me around $10 to start. And then I would probably $10 per sale? Yeah. Then I would probably have to go around $5 in three months or so. So yes, launching product is expensive, especially like my product, that product, uh, my main competitor generating only on that product 1.6 per month. It's not a joke. Like yeah, this is yeah. that, uh, that that is the niche.
0: So normally when I see that, and if it's a, it's a new private label seller. Like that's similar numbers to like collagen peptides. You'll see some collagen peptides selling like a million dollars a month. I say, guys, it would be near impossible for you to compete with a new product with products that are generating those sales because you could never get that sales velocity. However, with your case, you have an existing brand. You're going to be able to scale fast by promoting to your own audience already. And you've got the brand recognition. So that is another reason why over a few years, it's always good to build a brand. I think you're a perfect example for this because now you have the ability to do something like I could not go and just start a nursing brand that nobody has heard of and try and compete with somebody who's making a million dollars a month. But you with TerraMed brand, I'm assuming you have a good chance I first,
1: I I did research a lot. So I know my competitors Mm -hmm. and I know what they're doing, how they're doing. I know where they're doing, the factory, the people, Mm everything. So my question was, how can I um, show the value for my customers? Like How can I be different? I've been nursing myself a long time breastfeeding. I know what's needed. What should be the product? What exactly the product girls are looking at? And I created that product. And uh, I know like um, for sure it will be right now. It's the best on the market. And um, yes, uh, the first run is what? 4,800 units. Uh, Even if I will come zero profit, like equal, it will be already good,
0: so. Excellent, so we talked a little bit about how you've used sites like Rebakey, you you use PPC, you use influencer marketing, chatbots. Is there anything else, like not necessarily having to do with page one, but like some unique strategy you think that you might have that maybe the average person might not think about, something you can tell our audience? It doesn't have to be about the launch, doesn't have to be about the reviews, but just anything in general. (laughs)
1: Christmas is coming, uh, private brands, do your own postcards, hire someone, do handwritten, send to your returning customers, send to the customers, they really like it, and it's like, yeah,
0: it's good. Also, you send sent postcards to your... Postcards
1: uh, for uh, for the holidays, October, November, that's that's where I do the postcards. Uh, then, of course, it's like giveaways on the Facebook, you do giveaway
0: like... Let's go back to the postcards. I'm curious about that. I've heard uh, different things like Kevin King has talked about that. But so what do you do in the postcards? You, first of all, I'm assuming what you download your seller, your, your fulfillment yeah. report. So you can yeah. get the address. Yeah. And then you, you you write the, or you have somebody write these postcards, but what, it's a Christmas card or something, but yeah. are, are you telling them, are you giving them a coupon or?
1: Are you uh, telling them happy Thanksgiving, happy Christmas, here is coupon, 20, 30% off, please enjoy and
0: yeah. And so did you do this last year? Yeah. And, how, like, how many sales did you generate from that? I don't promotion?
1: know. It's not about the sales, it's just the appreciation. You know, sometimes when you're running the business, you have to do, um, like, you have to educate people, you have to give them some gifts, something that does not really bring you the real, uh, the actual value or the actual um, money. Customer but service. It's, it's like building yes. the brand. Yeah. Yeah. That's
0: awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Because those kind of things, you can't really put a price. Yeah. Now, Maybe the person you sent a Christmas card to last year, now all of a sudden they get an email from you announcing nursing bra. Yeah. And they're like, oh, wait, this is the company that was so nice and they sent me that Christmas card. You know yeah. what? I'll go ahead and support them and, and get the nursing bra. So you, you can't really put a price yeah. uh, on that. So that, that's, that's interesting. Oh, that's, I love that. Thank you. All right. So I always ask this, what's your favorite Helium 10 tool that you use and, and how do you use it?
1: To be honest with you, like uh, I'm not super, super good at helium. 10. Oh my goodness, <laughs> we're gonna have to change that. Yes, uh but yeah, it's just the the keywords. Yeah, keywords tracker. Yeah, is probably the best one. Oh yeah, so that,
0: then you know, and then, yeah. you, then you can see. Um, yeah. Have you seen the newer edition where you can put your competitors on the same graph? No. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. So what? You, <laughs> what I want you to do when you launch the new nursing bra. Uh huh. You said you've been studying your competitors for a while, like the one who's doing 1.6 million. So what I would suggest, you know, first use Cerebro on them, Uh pull out all the keywords that you, that we're showing are driving them sales. You know, where are they on page one? And then you put your new product in keyword tracker and then put your top three or four competitors Uh and all the keywords. And what you're going to do is, of course, when you start your product, you're going to be at the bottom, you know, maybe page six or page seven, whatever. And all your competitors are going to be at the top. But what's going to happen is, like you said, you're going to be spending like $10 per, per sale on, yeah. on PPC with the goal of moving those keyword rankings up. So it's going to be cool to kind of like track your progress, how you rate against your competitors. So make sure, make sure to I do that. I would
1: really love to do that. Yeah, okay. that's if a nice help, tool. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right. Last thing I want to talk about. Another one of our friends, Bella.
1: Yeah. How do, how
0: do you know her? Uh,
1: So we have um, a pretty large community of Mm -hmm. uh, Russian-speaking sellers here in the U.S., and she has her group uh, on Amazon uh, where she educates people. She do lots of free courses, lots of paid courses. So um, she's basically... I would say, one-stop solution, one-stop help yeah. for people who launch in their product, they want to start. Like, there are many coaches. There are many people whom you can go and um, get some advices or knowledge. And uh, she's um, one of uh, those uh that provides the platform that you can get some free advices, uh, three, uh, publishings, three updates. Uh, so you can learn a lot without paying anything. And I really appreciate people who are doing that. And, uh, We here in San Diego, I launched once a month, we get the small meetup for Russian speaking. By the way, I'm trying to do, probably we'll have to do like English speaking and everybody together. For Russian speaking, we get together and we, right now, we start to prepare for the fourth quarters for those sellers who've been in business for long time. They give some advices, how to optimize PPC for the holidays, how to... um, Get the idea how stuck, how much stuck you need not to do the overhead, but at the same time keep the positions. So, um, that's
0: yeah, that's cool. So, so I, I've noticed that I was about, I was about to say I've spoken, speaking like I, I, we're talking about English language, and other language. I can't even speak English <laughs> myself. It seems so. okay. So I've <laughs> spoken. Yeah, that's there's no such word as speaking. I have spoken <laughs> at a Korean. Sellers uh-huh. group event like here in uh-huh. Los Angeles. So I've noticed that that it's really cool how the, the different, you know, foreign yeah. language communities who are selling on Amazon here in this country. Yeah. But in the group, I'm sure there's maybe even some sellers who are still in Russia or, or Belarus or yeah. other places, and they're selling in Amazon. There is USA. a group
1: on Facebook Project Amazon. Uh, there is. Yeah. Many groups uh and you won't ever believe how much value they generated. I think you have a friend from Belarus, from my country. Yes. Yeah. Um, and they're doing really good. Uh, his name is Dennis. Uh, Dennis. Yes, uh, yes,
0: Dennis. Yeah, I call him Dennis. That's not the way you pronounce his name, but that's easier for me. But Dennis, yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, if somebody would like to, to to check out your brand or maybe, you know, reach out to you to ask questions, or maybe we have somebody in our Russian community wants to find out more information on the group, like how can they, how can people find you on the internet?
1: They can find me on uh, f- on Facebook. We have Terramat page. We have Terramat Info on uh, Instagram. Uh, my page is uh, connected to the Facebook, so they can reach out to me personally if they want to ask me questions. And uh, yeah, they have 800 number from time to time. I pick up phone myself. Cool. <laughs> so.
0: All right. Well, thank you, Christina, for sharing your story with us. And I especially like the postcard marketing tip that you gave us. And We'd love to touch bases with you next year, maybe. And then let's see how that breastfeeding. Oh, yes. What is it? (laughs) Breastfeeding bra?
1: Nursing bras. Yeah.
0: Nursing bra. Next year, let's see how the nursing bra turned out for you. And then maybe you have a couple more products by then too. I hope. All right. Thanks a lot. (laughs) Quick note, guys. Don't forget that regardless where you are listening to this podcast, whether it's on your iPhone or on Stitcher or on Spotify, that you hit the subscribe button so that you can be notified every time we drop a new episode.